Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 16 of the His and Her Life Hacks Podcast. I'm Larry. And I'm Dawn. Today's episode is titled, When You Can't Hack Your Way Through Life, which is a little ironic considering the His and Her Life Hacks Podcast people are putting that on. But we think it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, when we kicked off this podcast way back in last year, you know, we talked about the concept of a hack is, you know, anything you can do to kind of improve the speed, productivity, efficiency of what you're doing. You know, the reality of, of our podcast is that what we've been doing is offering insights, experiences, lessons that hopefully you as the audience will take and say, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Let me apply that to my life. So it's not necessarily a hack in the efficiency speed kind of way. Um, but we think, and the reason that the this one makes sense when you can't hack your way through life is we've come across, and, and recently I was listening to a podcast um, that had David Goggins on. And David is, if you, if you don't know his story, he's a person who came through tremendous challenges in his life and has to had to overcome those. And today he pushes his mind, his body to the ultimate limit. Um, and he just keeps going. And his thing in his recent podcast, he made the comment, like, you can't hack your way through these things. And it resonated because in the work that we do and we know from our own experiences and just the people we work with and even some of the recent guests that we've had on the podcast, we know like they have had or faced significant obstacles in their life, but they can't just kind of, there's no quick hack sometimes in life to just go through and all of a sudden become healed or overcome it. Like you really do have to go through the work. And so today we wanted to actually take this episode and talk about that. We'll talk about some of our own life experiences and we'll talk about the experiences of the others. Um, but ultimately what we want you to get out of this is like, you know, if you're facing a, a hardship or you're facing a challenge in life and the temptation might be to, let me just kind of push through, let me just suppress it. Let me go around it. Let me take the quick way out. It's just, it's not the right way to do it because you're going to end up leading to frustration, being stuck, maybe that challenge being double what it was, and you're just not going to get the breakthrough that you're looking for. So that's what the purpose of this is, the, the purpose of this podcast is, and, and to kind of talk about that, and again, inspire and hopefully give you some ways, some um, methodologies to kind of work your way through it. Yeah. And if you don't do the work, as we've talked about on previous episodes, um, sharing our stories and examples, you know, it always backfires on you or it just resurfaces and it has a different face on it. So um, when we give examples of, you know, what we're talking about, you know, if you go back and listen to previous episodes of our personal stories, um, Larry losing his wife and myself living a life of abuse and having to um, and repeating generational patterns and like just ending up in in bad relationships because I didn't know any better. So again, and when you're brought to your knees, it's not fun. It's it's always the hard work that you don't want to do. Sometimes you have no understanding as to why this is happening. Um, you're distraught. There's a lot of emotions that come with it. And the easy thing to do is sleep it off or just work or be busy or mm. avoid or I don't know. I mean, I certainly did all of those things right. um, because I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't even know. Um, and then when I did know, it was just like so hard to think about the work that I needed to do. But I think an analogy, if you think about it, and we've talked about, we had Heidi on recently to talk about fitness and so forth. And we both go to the gym. I think there's probably many of you who do as well. 
you know, you'd love to go into the gym on day one and, you know, do a couple exercises and all of a sudden get that ripped physique that you're looking for. But that's just not the way it works, right? You actually got to put in the work. You got to do the reps. You have to increase your weights. You have to do some cardio and so forth and push, you know, those muscles to the limit to get the growth that you're looking for, right? It, it would be easy. And I think we mentioned on the last one, if you just had a pill, right, you can just take the pill and all of a sudden get those health benefits and the physique that you're looking for would be great. But that's not the reality of life. So yeah, and the muscle, I mean, your brain is a muscle. I mean, I don't know scientifically if it's really a muscle. I'm not a doctor, but um, it's a muscle in the sense that you have to keep using it. So, I mean, they even say that about senior citizens, you know, when you retire and or senior folks who are just sitting home all day and not really doing anything, they recommend doing crossword puzzles and all of that. And it's to keep the brain stimulated. So it is, in fact, a muscle in that sense. And you know, when you're going through something, you have to really tap into that. And I know it's hard when you're depleted and you're not clear because maybe you haven't slept and, you know, you're just, you don't, your head is spinning and you still have responsibilities and all of that. I mean, what we want to talk about today in regards to this is, you know, if there's any of you going through a life circumstance um, that's really kind of spiraling you, your life out of control, or maybe you're having to work through it and, and you take it to work. I mean, we talk about this all the time. We go to organizations and speak about it um, in the sense like, what does that look like? Like you had a major situation happen. Maybe it's an illness or a diagnosis or um, a divorce or a death in the family, just something major. And you're expected to just keep going. You know, the family needs you, then work needs you and all of these things. So what do you do? Like, how do you cope? And that's really what we want to dive into today, just to help you and to offer some kind of value. Yeah. And, and I think it's it's easy to kind of say, well, you know, you just have to work through it, right? Don't go around it, work through it. Don't hack your way through it, right? But what does that really mean to kind of work your way through it? And I think, you know, from our own experiences, and I think in hearing recently some of these examples of people who have, to, have had to overcome some tremendous obstacles, I mean, there's a number of key things that I think you have to kind of do when you're in that situation. And I think the first one is you have to accept it, right? I think a lot of times, and I know when I go back to, to the situation I was in, when I, when I had my crash and everything, I was fighting it. Like, I didn't you know, I was like, I, I can work through this. I can, I can just plow through. It's kind of the way sometimes we're wired if you're working in the corporate world and you just want to keep kind of pushing through and overcome because that's, that's what you've always done. I mean, that's not, the way you, that's not the way you approach it. And I think the first thing you really knew is just kind of accept the situation that you're in and be like, okay, this is a different, this is something I'm, I'm facing maybe the first time in my life. And so it's not the same way that you've gotten through other challenges and other obstacles, maybe, that you're going to get through this. And, and for me, I had a doctor who sat me down literally and said, listen, you're trying to manage this like a project at GE where I used to work. And he said, that's not what you're going to do. You just need to accept where you're at and just kind of be and be present. And, you know, for me, my faith was important. Be present with God, be present with the kids. And so I think acceptance right, is a, is a first point of just starting on a process to kind of work through it. Yeah. And everybody has different faith. For me, you know, I have strong faith and belief in God. And when I was in the throes of my process and healing, um, I had also been unemployed. And so I was viciously <laughs> searching 
for a job um, because that is my mentality. I swear I've been made like this because I lived in survival mode my whole life and I've had a job since I was 14. So um, for me, going through the worst time in my life and not having a job was literally a compound. Like it was, I can't even explain to you. Um, my daughters will understand it for sure. Um, but I was trying so hard to find a job and I swear I left today. I, I could have applied at Walmart and been denied because I was getting denied left and right for a, a period of, I think, seven months. I couldn't get a job. And this was way before COVID. So it wasn't a COVID thing. Um, but I, there was no explanation. Why was I getting declined or overlooked or, cho you know, not chosen or mm -hmm. I, I just didn't understand it. And I have to believe today, looking back at it, that the reason for me was that I was being told in a roundabout way that you're going to just stay right here. You're staying stuck in this. I want you to do the work. Um, I obviously it would have been great if God could have come down and said, nope, you just stay here, do the work, work on you, build yourself, and then I'll give you a job. That would have been great. I would have been fine and calm. And But the truth is we never we don't always understand the why or the reason why something happens to us or why is something taking so long to arrive when I've been praying for it or I'm a good person or I'm working really hard or I'm doing the work. And well, there's a reason and there's a it's because you need to do more work or do something a little bit differently. Um, so in my case, that was my situation. I'd say by the time I hit the seven month mark of not having a job, I was pretty much finished applying for jobs and I was like, I'm done. So that's kind of what brings me to surrender, which is part of that equation of acceptance. You know, I basically accepted. I'm like, all right, I I'm never working again, I guess. I'm just, I can't get a job. But then wouldn't you know, I, a great opportunity just came to me. I did not even look for this job. It just came to me and it was perfect and it was better than I could have ever dreamed of. So, yeah. So I think, you know, I think when you're in the throes of it, you don't want to do that. You don't want to accept you are, but again, it's a, it's a first step to then getting on a process that you can get yourself in a position to kind of heal and kind of work through it. So I think once you're at that point though, there's a couple other things that you can do to get yourself kind of moving forward because because when we're going through challenges right sometimes it's hard to get up you mentioned getting out of bed in the morning sometimes it's hard to be motivated so what are the things that we do or can do like what are the steps that we can take you know to kind of put us on a path towards progress so we're starting to feel good to to clear our minds and be in a position to kind of dig a little bit deeper or a lot deeper into what you're going through and i think some of those steps I, I know for me was, you know, getting in and reading uh, meditations, reading scripture and so forth and getting my head into a point where I started to think more deeply about things and I started to process through and look for answers in the writings that were presented to me. And that ultimately then led to uh, the habit of journaling, right, which I think I know we're both big fans of. And it it allowed me to express what I was going through and express the frustrations or the emotions as they were happening put them in writing. And then I could go back and, and look at them and say, okay, like yesterday I felt this way. Why did that happen? Hmm, this is how I, you know, this is how I dealt with this. This is the emotion I was going through it. And you start to like peel back the onion a little bit as you journal and you dig deeper for the, what's the next thing and what's the next layer of it as these emotions come and as you're working through things. So I know, you know, for me, 
for me, it was getting physical. So while you were journaling, I was physically, I was at the gym. I stepped up the gym. You know, I was boxing. I was doing a class every single night. I was challenging myself to do the harder class. Now, don't get me wrong. That was definitely part of me wanting to avoid my situation by working out so hard and keeping busy. But it was also really good for me, like really just good to get that energy out and boxing is great if you're going through something you can really yeah. get stuff out of you there i even did a spartan race and a muck fest which i had not trained for i just was an overachiever i'm like yeah I'm, i'll sign up and so i did with a bunch of friends from the gym and um somehow i did it i i wasn't even sleeping leading up to that so i don't even know how i physically did it but our bodies are like machines and again back to the mindset you, your brain can do anything you tell it to, right? It's, it might not be easy, but it can. And um, I think that that's one of the things that I would recommend getting fresh air, um, physical, you know, I don't go to the gym or go outside, go for a walk. If you have a, a pet, um, take your dog for a walk or do something like that. Um, yeah, I did. I mean, exercise to me was a big part of it too. And at first it was simply just walking, right? Like I started to walk on these trails and you know, when you're out in nature and, you know, if it's during the day, you sun. have the sun, sunlight, yeah. right? Which has certainly a lot of benefits for it. But if it's after work and it's a little bit later, I mean, just being out in the fresh air just gives some, some, you know, some clarity in your mind and it opens up things. And then, you know, then I started to run more and to your point, kind of get push myself uh, exercise wise. But what was happening is I was going on these runs, you know, I was starting to think a lot deeper right and my thoughts and so forth and then back to the journaling like when i got done the walk or the or the or the run i would write those things down and then again kind of back to my faith they became almost full-on conversations with god like god like why am i going through this where do i need to be you know how do i heal myself of this i think i should be here where do i you know show me the way right and kind of back to dawn's original point where surrendering to kind of where you're you are on that journey and where he wants you to be but you know it's again opening up your mind exercising getting the flow of ideas and then the having the emotions start to come forward and not suppress them right mm -hmm. but let them come forward feel them go through them. And this is where it gets harder, right? Because as you're going through all these things, it starts to open up now those emotions to kind of come forward. And again, the natural inclination is to kind of push them down. But when they start to come forward, that's when you get to deal with them. That's when they're on the table and you start to look into them. And so what was your kind of experience when those emotions started to come and, you know, you had to deal with them maybe for the first time in a long time? Oh, yeah. And for me, it was floodgates because I had about 46 years to heal um, from everyone who hurt me, um, abused me, abandoned me. So I was grieving a lifetime of pain um, that came to a head, you know, from my previous, la my last relationship. So I was grieving that, but then really just my childhood and everything, which, um, you know, it was hard. I cried, I think every single day for three years. No lie. Um, I swear. And my girlfriend Janine can attest to this. Um, and she was my defining point. Like she called me and I was on the way home from the gym and I was crying again. And she was like, Don, I think you need help. I, I think like it's been three years, nonstop crying. Um, and that, again, power of my mind, my mind, not everybody's mind, but 
Um, she was like, maybe you need some medication, you know, something to kind of get you through. Cause I don't know, like maybe you're getting depressed or whatever. And, um, I was like, absolutely not. I am not letting that person who hurt me and all the people that hurt me make me have to take medicine and cover up, you know, what I need to grieve or heal from. But I didn't understand how am I going to stop crying? How am I going to feel better? So I was doing everything that Larry's talking about, the journaling. I was working out. I was, um, you know, really, I was talking with my pastor, trying to understand it all. I was diving deep into educational videos, trying to learn it from that perspective. I was life coaching. I was, I was studying to be a life coach. I was writing a book. I was going to therapy three times a week. Like I couldn't do any more. I was really doing all the work. It was just a process. And the process was staying in it and not wanting to be in it. And I was kicking and screaming and I would get mad at myself every single time I would cry again. I was mad at myself. So it was a double-edged sword. Um, But again, now all these years later, I would say as a coach, I would say, you have to go through it. You have to cry it out. And every time you shed a tear, you're healing a wound. So it is so necessary. And there's no timeline on it. You know, for me, it was 46 years of pain. And I grieved it three years. I was crying about it. So really, in the scheme of time, it's not that long. But yeah. um, everybody has different timing. You can't look at other people and say, well, they're healed in six months and I'm still two years out or whatever, but. Yeah, I think it has to do with the wounds. It has to do with what you went through. It's your own personal um, way of handling things and working through things. Um, I do want to go back to a point you made, though, because it's an important point. So you brought up medicine, right? So part of my process of working through the pain, right, actually getting my mind and body in a position to be able to do it was making the decision to take medicine. And, you know, I know a lot of times people, and I think especially men, right? It's like, oh, it's a sign of weakness. Like I don't need medication. And I'm, believe me, I'm I'm on that same path, right? That same kind of thought process. I know medicine exists for a reason. We actually just covered it on the last uh, episode with, with, uh, with Lexi about the holistic healing, but there is, but there's a time and a place for medicine. And, and in my particular case, I had a great doctor. And we agreed that we were going to go on. It was like an anxiety medication just to level out the highs and the lows. Because when you go through sometimes, sometimes go through this, you're going through some highs and you go through the lows and it's tough to get your mind in a place to where you can actually do this work because you're going through these things. So what the medicine did for me was it level set everything. So it just got a kind of an even keel, didn't get too high, didn't get too low. I was able to kind of absorb things as it came in and process through it much better than I was if I was having those emotional reactions. And so, but the key, right? The key is I had a doctor I trusted. He made a recommendation. We agreed on what the goals of the medication were going to be. And we also agreed on a kind of a timeline. You can't never predict this to the exact specificity, but we said, look, when you get to a certain point, then we'll take you off the medicine. And it it happened six months later, after I'd kind of gone through this process and got myself to a point where I was healed and had worked through that challenge, those pains, we went off the medicine. So my point being is that sometimes medicine is necessary. Sometimes it helps your body and your mind get to a place it needs to be to kind of do this work. So, um, and again, it, there's no, nothing to be ashamed of in that situation. Yeah. It just makes sense. I'm just and, stubborn. And, yeah. 
<laughs> That's all. Well, I, I wanted to be stubborn, but yeah. also I, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, everybody's different. And also timing is everything. I mean, we have this agenda in our mind that we should get this job by a certain time or be healed by a certain time or have cried a certain amount of time or have physically been built back, you know, but it's not if, if you have faith and I, we always say, you know, it's in God's timing. Um, he has a plan and it's unbeknownst to you what that plan is. And I think that we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to just be perfect really fast. And I think we just have to give ourselves some grace um, and just take little baby steps. You know, every day when I was in the beginning, it was like, just get out of bed and maybe take a shower, <laughs> take a shower, get out of bed, you know, do those mundane things that are like, most people would be like, okay, and what else? But that was it for the day, you know? And then eventually you build doing, adding one more thing and one more thing. And, and then maybe you have a horrible day and then you allow that day to just be what it is. And then you rebound the next day. So it is, you know, pushing yourself to say, well, I can't stay stuck here because this is not serving yeah. me. It's not helping me, but allowing yourself grace when you do fall. And you brought up another, I think, very important point, and that is sometimes you need help along the way, right? Because sometimes we're stuck in the throes of it and, you know, we can't kind of see the next step or the end result of where we're going to be and we get frustrated with it. And sometimes it's nice to have somebody who can guide you through it. So you brought up both a life coach, you brought up a therapist. Both of us have done that. I mean, I had a great therapist. You had a great life coach um, as we were going through it. And they were big helps to help us kind of work through these things. And, you know, we had to go do the work, right? Mm -hmm. That You know, they don't give you, they don't tell you what to do. That's not really what their job is, but they get you to think. And then you kind of give you parameters and so forth. And then you start, you work your way through it. And then as you're doing that, it's somebody to bounce things off of as you're doing it because it's, it's helpful. Um, so I think that, you know, doing the work, it's trying to do as much as you can gain that insight, but it's also nice to have someone to kind of bounce that off of somebody who's been there or has gone through it or has been trained in it to kind of help you give feedback along the way and, and kind of push you forward. Right. Cause sometimes you tend to want to fight it. Um, mm -hmm. so, you know, those are some things I think as you are working through it. So what does it mean to kind of work through it and go through it? These are some, some things that we found along the way. And, and to your point, it doesn't necessarily have to be three years or two years or one year or a month. It's just as you're going through it, you'll start to know, you'll start to get the clarity and you'll start to get resolution on some of the emotions, the triggers that maybe happened before a picture, a memory or something somebody says no longer triggers you in the way that it did. And mm -hmm. you know, you're making progress, right? Because you're building an awareness of what's going on and you've kind of built the infrastructure to be able to kind of handle that process through it in a much different way and you know that's why we say you know if you're gonna if you try to go around it or, or suppress it or whatever you're never building those mechanisms and that and those habits and those capabilities to be able to kind of go through it when you see that happen for you in the future and it'll just repeat it will like i know in the moment you want comfort or companionship, yeah. you know, whatever it is, whatever the situation is. Take but, the pain away, right? All right. Yeah. I mean, it's easier just to think, well, I'm making this up. You know, let's just say there was a loss of a relationship for whatever. It could have been a loss of a spouse or a divorce or whatever. Um, it's easier 
to find comfort in the hands of somebody else. And in a loving way, it could just be a perfect friend, but then it becomes a relationship and your, your heart is still so vulnerable and it requires you to do this work. Um, because chances are, you know, that's going to just, everything's going to keep showing up and it'll just impact that relationship. So, um, anyway, just, so doing the hard work equals growth, clarity, better decision-making. Um, you feel good. You feel joyful. There is light at the end of the tunnel. You know, we're a perfect example of that. I never, ever thought that I would find peace in my heart and just on a daily basis. You know, I didn't have any expectations of what it looked like. I just didn't want to be in pain anymore. Yeah. And um, yeah, so bonus, I get yeah, Larry. I, I, <laughs> but I, I think those are like, you know, that's where breakthroughs are possible, right? That's where transformations happen, right? They don't happen when you go around or suppress it. They happen when you work your way through it. You personally grow from it. You learn to adapt. Adaptability is a big part of this, right? And you then start to experience, like Dawn said, the clarity. And when the clarity hits and your brain starts to just free up and your body frees up from whether it's the emotional suppression you were feeling or the pressure you were feeling, the anxiety you were feeling, all of a sudden, a whole new world opens up, right? And you are clear now on what's most important to you. Like you decide, okay, I'm no longer going to worry about this. I'm not going to bother with that. And when you start to define like what's most important to you, the decisions become so much mm -hmm. easier and you're making decisions in alignment with most important, with, with, with what is most important to you. And it was done so with a body that's been cleared, worked through the pain, not stuck in what happened before. And I'll tell you, it is transformational, right? It is yeah. impactful. You know, these are inflection points in your, in your life and in your relationships that are incredible. And so that's the reason we want to bring this up because, again, we, we're in this now. This is our world that we live in. It's our past, what, do you, what we experienced. But we also it's know. It's what we teach others. Right. And it's, it's made from great stuff. You know, it's, it's all about grit and resilience and determination and you know, just pushing through, but honoring yourself and, and having grace throughout all of it. Yeah. So. And so I think, you know, ultimately what we want is every, and, and most people are going through something in life or have gone through something in life and maybe struggling to understand it and just know, like, it's worth it to dig in and do that work. And it's not fun, right? There's the, the easier path to kind of go around, but ultimately the rewards on the other end of going through it are life-changing and life-altering and so that's you know you know when you no longer can hack your way through life these are the circumstances where you just you got to kind of dig in and do it and you know we hope you do and we hope uh, if you have any questions on you know personally what we went through reach out feel free to reach out contact us on social media because we'd love to dig in and help so yeah all right with that we wish you a great rest of your day week and we will catch up with you on the next one take care Thank you for listening in to this episode of the His and Her Life Hacks podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. We look forward to having you join us on future episodes. If there is a topic that you would like Dawn and I to discuss, please feel free to contact us at dawn.jacoby at grit2grace.com or larry.ambrose at grit2grace.com. See you on the next one.